Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another rip-roaring edition of the Hostile Environment Podcast, and this is episode number 37, to be precise, so I guess we are well on our way to being together for 40 episodes, which is pretty impressive, I have to say. I didn't even know how long this was going to go, but here we are at almost 40, and if we get to 40, that means we are literally only a hop, skip, and a jump away from 50. So, I guess I have to do something special for my 50th show. Um, not going to lie, I've been thinking about it for a couple weeks now. I've got a couple of things running around through my head, but I haven't decided on anything as of yet due to some logistical stuff and you know all that great shit, but... Uh, I do have some time, so uh, I guess there's really no rush, I suppose. But rest assured, the wheels are turning, shit is going to happen, and I am going to do something decent for 50. I just don't know what yet. So, yeah, let me think on that, right? And I will get back to you guys at a later date. Uh, I hope you guys, uh, I hope you didn't miss last week's episode, where not only did I do my first paid advertisement as a professional entrepreneur, podcaster, jerk-off, whatever you want to call me, um, but I also told the story of how I almost died at work um, when I was in corrections uh, way back in the day, obviously. And I've got to say, um, I've received multiple questions about the story that I told last week. And I guess I will have to do those answers on a future episode. Uh, I thought it was pretty in-depth. I thought I, I, I really I touched on everything, but some of the questions I got I didn't expect. So I will have to answer those at a later date. And I've still got one advice question that I have to answer. Advice from a fan that wrote in. Uh, and if you uh, follow me on social media, you would have seen somewhere on one of the the, uh, the platforms that I have, I put up a poll as to the name, you know, for you guys to name this new segment. And uh, just to refresh your memories, actually, I should tell you what the options were. There were four options. Uh, option number one was. Uh, not a doctor Jay is in. Number two was what would Jay do? Number three was the hostile pod couch. And number four was hostile advice with Jay. Uh, so almost, uh, I want to say it was five, four and a half days, five days, the poll's been up. Uh, as of this morning, uh, when I'm doing this podcast, or it's Monday morning at 1030, um, I have received 67 votes. And I, I can honestly say that no matter how many other people voted, there was there was there wasn't going to be a you know a, a close race. It was pretty it was pretty one sided. It was pretty lopsided. So I am proud to announce that the winner of the new segment name is I don't have a drum roll because I'm too cheap to buy one. Hostile advice with Jay. So there it is. Personally, I I personally liked not a doctor Jay is in. But apparently no one else did because it came in dead last with only six votes. And I was one of them. So that means only five other people who voted like that name. Which leads me to believe that maybe my finger isn't on the pulse as much as I thought it was. So uh, congratulations to all those who voted. If you voted for Hostile Advice with Jay and you wanted to hear that, you got your wish. So thank you for voting. I appreciate it. So there you have it. We have a new segment name for the future to go along with either... When I do like a fan questions or an ask Jay anything, but uh, today, unfortunately, we aren't doing any of those. No, we are not. And today, my friends, I have a bunch of different things to throw at you, 
But before we get to the really fun stuff, we got to check some boxes. And the first box we have to check is an ad read so that I can continue to get paid. So let's do that right now. Uh, it's the same ad read that I have from last week. Our friends over at Underdog Podcast wanted our listeners to know about a fun event they're having, a completely free poker tournament, no credit card required to enter, and you can win real prizes. The tournament called the Underdog Free Roll Invitational will be held on Sunday, July 11th, so one week of today. No. Yeah, what's today? Yeah, one week, yeah. Uh, at 12.05 uh, Pacific Time. PM, obviously. Registration is now open. Simply head over to Ignition Casino at ignitioncasino.eu. You know how to spell ignition like the car and then the word casino.eu. Put them together and that's where you go. And you go to the scheduled tournaments poker lobby and you can find the tournament under the regular tab. Tournaments are listed in chronological order. So go to July 11th at 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Underdog Free Roll Invitational will be listed, and you can click Register and enter in the exclusive enter in the exclusive password Underdog Twenty One. Remember, any player who knocks out a host of the tournament will receive an extra bonus, as there are bounties on all of the hosts. So that's pretty awesome. I, I, I'm thinking about getting in this just to try and take out a, a host. Once again, that's the Underdog Free Roll Invitational, July 11th at ignitioncasino.eu, and you can enter 100% for free with the code UNDERDOG21. So there you have it. That's my ad read for the day. I got to tell you, upon reading this, I've been going down some uh, poker YouTube rabbit holes. We'll talk about YouTube rabbit holes in just a minute, actually. But I really miss playing cards, man. I really miss uh, having people over. I really miss, you know, drinking until 3 in the morning playing cards. So, for those of you who listen, who also missed coming over and playing cards with me, please fucking shoot me a text. Let's get something done. I've had enough. Enough with the fucking lockdown. Enough with the bullshit. Let's have some fun, man. I'm I'm, I'm dying. All right, moving on. Uh, let's get to the social media plugs. I can get those out of the way nice and quick, and then we can move on to the crux of the episode. So, on Facebook, I am Jay Cowell. On IG, I'm host.enviro.pod. I'm getting a lot of feedback on IG these days, so thank you for those of you who are reaching out. Uh, TikTok, I'm at the hostile environment pod. Remember, I just make goofy videos. I post a lot of them on Facebook and IG too, but um, I've also made a whole bunch. So if you wanted to check those out, you can always go back in my archives and check out the other videos. And I still have yet to show my face, so I have kept my promise. On Twitter, I am at podcast underscore hostile, where I have 217 followers. Woohoo! Look at me. Uh, and email j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. On Patreon, two bucks, guys. Two bucks. The Hostile Environment Podcast. Buy me a coffee for two bucks. Show me your love. Show me something. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I don't fucking know. And remember, um, I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon, so download and subscribe. I know you guys are already downloading because you're hearing this, but just remember, if you're not subscribing, uh, my episode won't go into your device as soon as it drops, so that you might miss one or two, and then it'll be the, oh, I don't don't want to listen to episode 47 because I didn't listen to 44, so I'll stop listening altogether. No, no, please. You gotta listen to them all. Listen to them in chronological order just like the free poker tournament that I just spoke of. Ha-ha! Look at that segue. All right, moving on to the fun stuff, because uh, the business stuff is all gone. So like I said, I'm going to go on a rabbit hole YouTube segment thing, so I'm going to call this um, I'm calling this uh, segment Rabbit Holes, actually, because that's pretty much what this entails. 
So other than going down the poker rabbit holes, uh, I am sure you all familiar with the term, by the way, in case you know you're you're wondering what I'm talking about. Uh, rabbit holes. Uh, it means basically you stick your head down a hole to see what's up, and the next thing you know, you've gone down this crazy large rabbit hole, and now you're in Wonderland chasing after the meth junkie named Alice in her little blue dress, or maybe not. Okay, the term actually refers to YouTube where it means you click on a video and then you click on the link and you click on another one and another one and another one and before you know it, eight hours of your day has gone by and you've accomplished absolutely nothing. So this happens to me all the time. Uh, it happened to me on the week, last weekend that just passed. I was on YouTube, uh, you know, I'm at work and I'm, you know, I got some time. So I clicked on a link. It's a documentary show called No Go Zones. Um, it's a show about the most dangerous places in the world. And it's called No Go Zones because police literally will not go there. It's crazy. Uh, I, I, some of the shit that they're talking about, um, it, you know, the, the police will go there, but they have to have like a large number. So it's got to be a raid or, or special, like, you know, like there, there's been a, a, a mass killings or, or something like that. So there, there'll be like a huge police presence. But as far as like one squad car driving around like they do in Toronto or whatever, or catch guys, yeah, that shit doesn't happen. They don't even go in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, um, so I killed three or four hours of my day watching these things. The first episode was on, uh, Detroit and it's, uh, an area called, uh, seven mile, not eight mile with Eminem. It's called seven mile. Uh, it was a decent episode, you know, nothing all that special, you know, kind of exactly what you would expect, you know, interviews with, uh, gang members talking about guns and drugs and territorial lines and all this other stuff, you know, exactly what you think it is. Uh, lines they don't cross basically, you know, like we can't go past this line because then you're going into another territory and that will start a turf war and drugs are involved and yada, yada, nothing too special, but it was still entertaining nonetheless. But the one that I clicked, oh, but oh, one thing about that, that episode, I forgot. Uh, they did follow around a 300 pound fat hooker who claims that she charges something like, I want to say it was $200 an hour or $500 for an entire evening for her company. And I tried to do the mental math in my head, which was basically, I took the area, and then I took the size of the woman, and then I added in the look of the woman. So I'm basically going area plus fat plus not too attractive times amount she charges equals hell fucking no. Uh, that's what it equals. There's no way that people will actually pay her that kind of money. And as I'm, I'm literally just saying that, and I'm doing, you know, I basically just finished my math homework and then a Maserati pulls over and picks her up. So I guess, what the fuck do I know? Because I, it's clearly someone's into that, I guess. And someone who has enough money to drive a Maserati, but not enough money to pick up a, not a hooker who's attractive and 300 pounds. I don't know. Um, but the episode that really sold me on this series was on Cape Town, South Africa, and it's, it's, it's a little uh, city just out of Cape Town, and it's actually called Ghost Town. So I don't know if that's the actual name of the town, but that's what it's called for the show. Apparently, that's, if you say Ghost Town, exactly, people know exactly what the hell you're talking about. So um, not only did the police not go in there, but one guy rules the entire city. It, you know, so you know, it, it's 2021, and we still have places where one fucking maniac... Or some one lunatic just decides, you know what? I'm going to rule the city, and he does. He just, I don't know, he, I don't know how he happened, but he does. He rules the city. Uh, the guy's nickname is Dimes, and he's fantastic. Let me tell you, he's got some personality. He doesn't speak English, but 
you you can see the personality oozing out of him. He's uh, he's an interesting character. Um, this dude, I guess he's like the Pablo Escobar of Cape Town. So he drives a really nice Audi. So there's that. I mean, no one else is driving anything, and then he's cruising down the street at like four miles per hour, waving to people, and and you know, like all these people are just on the streets and they're hungry and they're broke, and he's just driving his Audi, waving to people like he's some sort of royalty, right? Um, and, uh, what else? Well, he, well, Dimes only has half his teeth. That's another good thing about Dimes. Uh, and he dresses literally like a guy who makes minimum wage at Walmart. So you would think this guy's, he rules the city. He's got a, he's got, he, he has, you know, guns and drugs and hookers and da da da. So he should have some dough. No, he doesn't. He's got nothing. He's had 17 murder attempts on his life because apparently whoever kills Dimes gets to take over the city. So you have to believe that that would give you a serious trust issue complex, right? Like every guy you run into is trying to kill you to basically take over your cities, right? Um, so the gang he calls, or sorry, the gang he runs is called the Ugly Americans. And for most of the scenes talking to Dimes as he's walking around South Africa, he's wearing one of those like, it's like an eight ball leather jacket from like the 1990s. So, but it's a, it's got a huge USA logo on the back and an eagle, and it, it's like fucking eight hundred degrees in South Africa. And this guy's wearing a leather jacket, so nothing phases this dude at all. So they explain that if you're a guy who grows up in ghost town, you're either a drug user, a drug dealer, or of course you're both, which most of the guys in his gang are. They're you know he talks about how crazy they are, and they'll take your life. He'll take your um, his crew will take your life at the drop of a hat. You know, click bang bang, no problem. But they do that because they're so fucked up on drugs, I don't think they know what's going on. Because, wow, these guys are a mess. Like, this is one gang, you'd be like, I don't know if you'd be scared of them if you saw them, but you'd be like, yeah, anything could happen here. These guys are definitely not right in their heads. So, I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, they're And they're all, they all weigh like, they're all like, uh, I want to say five foot seven, between five foot seven and five foot nine, five foot ten, somewhere around there. And they all weigh like a buck ten, except for Dimes, who looks like he's put on a few pounds. Um, he, he maybe weigh like a buck fifty, a buck sixty, I don't know. So uh, it's just funny. I, I don't know. Um, the ghost, uh, the drug of choice in Ghost Town is, of course, meth, which would explain the loss of teeth. Um, and and um, it, so be, and so that's a man, but if you're a woman, you're pretty much going to be a prostitute. You really have no other choice or a drug abuser or a prostitute and a drug abuser, or abuser. but it just, it. so they, they followed a couple of hookers around and they basically said the same thing. Like there, there's really nothing to do out here. So you either sell your body or you starve. So, that, you know, it, it's kind of depressing, but it's also very entertaining. So I, it depends on which end of the spectrum, I guess, you know, because I couldn't stop watching. That shit just fascinates me. I don't know why. Um, so as of Sunday or Saturday, whenever I was doing that, they'd only released three episodes. Uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of the third one. I started the third one. I want to say it was Portugal or no, sorry, Philippines. I don't know. I forget, but I'm going to keep watching. So just something to do if you're looking for, you know, kill some time or whatever. So, but after I finished those three, uh, episode or two and a half episodes, um, all of a sudden I find myself going down another rabbit hole, completely different, it was all based off of Keanu Reeves. And the reason why it was based off Keanu Reeves is because it's on Friday night when I got home from work. I had nothing to do, so I sat down and I ended up watching John Wick 3 on the old Netflix there. 
Um, you know, John Wick, I, I know a lot of women don't really care for them because they really don't have any storyline. It's basically just one guy going out and just destroying the world. And, you know, it all starts off with his dog and his, his dead wife and stuff like that. But uh, I personally think the movies are fucking awesome. And as I'm watching John Wick 3, I'm curious and I'm asking myself, I wonder how many people John Wick has killed. And of course, I had to, I had to find out because it was in my head. So I head over to the Google and I find out that John Wick, in three movies, has killed 299 people. So his next kill in John Wick 4, which they're currently filming, will be his number 300. So I hope it's a really special kill for old John Wick. Uh, so just to compare, if you want to compare John Wick to other movie figures with crazy kill counts, my boy Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th only has 157 kills and I think he has 12 movies. So there's a huge disparity. I, I had no idea. That, that's that's a huge like gap there. Uh, Michael Myers, everyone's favorite uh, mass killer from the Halloween movies, has 140. And somehow, and I had to Google this twice, I didn't believe it, Freddy Krueger only has 42. I don't, I mean, I'm thinking of all the Freddy movies that I've watched, and 42 seems crazy low, but several different sites report the same thing, so it's got to be true. So I guess maybe Freddy's not as bad as we thought he was, so... Anyone who says Jason versus Freddy, there's your answer right there. Jason kicks his ass. Um, so, Oh, and, and this is even weirder. The real surprise to me upon Googling all these things was that uh, the killer Ghostface from the Scream movies, he had 49. I, I, I don't remember him killing that many people. Well, it was different Ghostfaces, so I guess not him. Spoiler alert. Uh, anyways, um, I don't know. I didn't really care for the Scream movies after the first one. I thought they were all pretty shit. Uh... So as I'm going down the Keanu Reeves rabbit hole, I'm watching uh, an interview where he's talking about his, about his most iconic movie characters, and it's funny because, in my opinion, Keanu has to be one of the most underrated guys in all of Hollywood. If you look at the characters he's actually portrayed, let's, all, let's go all the way back to his first massive role, which was Ted Theodore Logan from the Wild Stallions. And, you know, that was a great movie, and he was, that pretty much kicked his career off, right? And then he kind of went up and down, up and down. But, um, uh, oh, and the second one, by the way, was terrible. So if you haven't watched the second Bill and Ted's, just don't even bother. It's a piece of shit. Um, and then there was my personal favorite movie out of anything he's ever done, where he played Johnny Utah from Point Break. I thought that was one of the best movies. I have it on DVD and VHS. It's that fucking good. And who can forget, obviously, he played Neil from The Matrix in three movies there. And then we got John fucking Wick. So those are pretty iconic characters, all all way along the board there, and he's done like a ton of other great movies too, like um, Speed. Um, I know I've watched that movie personally about seventy five fucking times, and that's another story for another day. Uh, Constantine, The Devil's Advocate, which which was a fantastic movie, that um, he was incredible in that. It was a, it was really good. But so that's Keanu Reeves. So you got to say he's underrated because I don't think everyone relates. Uh, the word like Hollywood superstar, and that's the name that pops in your head. But not a lot of guys have the resume like he has. If you really, really break it down, I mean, Harrison Ford has Indiana Jones, and he has, um, what's his name, Han Solo. So those are two massive ones. And then he's got, when he was the president movies, Air Force One, and fucking a couple others. And he's got a bunch of other iconic roles as well. But, you know, he, he that's obviously, Harrison Ford is pretty big. Stallone's got Rambo, Rocky, and a bunch of other good roles too. You know, The Expendables, shit like that. And of course, Sexy Tom Cruise has all the Mission Impossible movies. He's got Top Gun. He's got Cocktail. 
so it's a tough call, but you got to put Keanu Reeves in that classification. Am I right? So these YouTube rabbit holes are very dangerous if you don't want to waste away your entire day. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. If I didn't have to piss or if I didn't even get remotely hungry and get up to get a snack, I'd probably still be on the computer just wasting away, just watching videos, just doing absolutely nothing and lost in my own little world. So be careful. Um, speaking of wasting away, I did see a video on Twitter that makes me extremely angry, but also makes me, and you know what, I, I'm, I can admit this, it makes me want to cry. You know what, I, I, I'm comfortable enough with my manhood to admit that this makes me cry. It's, it's really sad. Um, the video is taken from a drone that flew over Marine Land last week. So you remember the song, right? Everyone loves Marine Land. Uh, well, fuck that. Fuck Marine Land. The drone shows this poor killer whale named Kiska who's in an outdoor tank. She's all by herself. There's no other animals. There's no other fish. There's no other humans anywhere near her. So she's literally sitting there in, in, a, in a, a tank that's filled with her own feces. So obviously the drone is taken from way overhead and you see the blue in the water and you see the whale, but you also see like large strips of black so you would think it's like shadow kind of, but it's not. It's her own feces. And it's disgusting to know that this poor fucking whale is sitting there in her own shit all by herself, literally just waiting to die. So, of course, I, I, I clicked on a few links. Um, Marineland was forced to stop using whales and anything to do with catching whales or dolphins. A couple of years ago, they were forced to by the government mostly after that documentary came out that I did watch, and that was incredibly sad, too. Uh, I forget the name of it. I want to say it was Black Black Seal, Black Pearl. I forget the name of it. I really should have known that for this in, for this article. But since they, they can't put the whale back into the ocean because of all of her years in captivity, they just leave her in a tank by herself while she slowly dies. And it, it's, it's fucking heartbreaking. And... If you haven't seen that documentary, hang on. I'm going to Google it now because even I, I should have been more prepared for this. But it, 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 when you see the poor whale just sitting there by herself, it's it's really sad. And, you know, it's up to you guys if you want to take a look at it. I did, but um, a Marineland documentary, Netflix. And the name of it was, da -da 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 -da, no, the walrus and the blackfish. So there you go. It's on Blackfish, and it's still on Netflix. So check it out if you're interested. It'll it'll give you a huge heads up on what actually takes place while all those families, and you're getting, you're getting kissed by the dolphin when it jumps out of the water and all this beautiful stuff. But as soon as you leave, you see how these whales are treated, and you see why the government was forced to shut these this thing down after this documentary was aired. So it's, it's, it's really sad. Um, you know... It, I'm sorry to bring the show down, but this kind of hit me hard and more people really need to know that this horrible shit is taking place because if enough people know, the government will be forced to do something. And of course, Marine Land's blaming COVID, which is complete fucking bullshit. I am so sick of going to grocery stores and seeing these massive lineups with three cashiers. And when you say, hey, like, can you get another cashier out here? There's like 75 people in line. I'm like, yeah, sorry, due to COVID. I'm like, it's been two fucking years. You cannot tell me that you haven't figured out that you need more cashiers yet. Like, give me a fucking break. It's not like you guys are losing money. No one stopped going to Loblaws because of COVID. 
or, or no frills or food basics or whatever. The, the, the term COVID, or sorry, the excuse COVID cannot be used for anything anymore. I'm sorry. It's been two years. Fucking give it up. Sorry. Let's move on to something that's more incredible, uh, that's not incredibly sad. And that's another edition of headlines from your phone that you'll never see on TV. All right. I know you guys love this, this uh, segment. I also love this segment. Let's go to headline number one. This is a good one, guys. Woman claims that after recent vaccination, Jesus visited her and gave her a sexually transmitted disease. A 39-year-old Alaskan woman whose post-vaccination symptoms allegedly include Jesus visiting her, having intercourse with Jesus, and Jesus leaving her with a sexually transmitted disease. She is begging and pleading with her Alaskan community to avoid getting vaccinated at all costs so they can also avoid the same fate that she is suffering from now. Uh, I saw a picture of her. She is standing outside of uh, an Alaskan healthcare clinic that's doing vaccinations with a sign that says, Say no to vaccinations. Jesus will do it to you too. I thought that was so special. Um, and then I'm, I'm like, wait a second. Let, let, wait a second. Let me get this straight. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has nothing better to do than to come back from wherever the fuck he is and then he sexually assaults a woman in Alaska. So he doesn't sexually assault Jennifer Lopez, he doesn't fondle Scarlett Johansson, and he doesn't rape Margot Robbie. But a woman who lives in the coldest place on earth and eats seals is the woman that he chooses to have intercourse with. I'm going to have to call bullshit on this story. And I'm guessing maybe this unnamed woman, maybe she ate some undercooked seal meat and it made her hallucinate just a bit. Or maybe there's some uh, some alcohol involved or bath salts. I don't know, but I don't think this happened. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, that, that, that's all I got to say about that. But great story, all nonetheless. Um, let's get to another headline. The next up, we've got Mona Lisa Copy sold for 2.9 million euros at Paris auction. So if you didn't hear that correctly, Mona Lisa copy. A European collector has bought a 17th century copy of Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa painting for 2.9 million euros, which basically comes out to 3.4 million US dollars. That is a record for a Mona Lisa reproduction at an auction in Paris. In 1950, a, mon um, ugh, a man bought this painting not knowing that the original Mona Lisa was actually hanging in the Louvre Museum. This painting is known, this fake painting is known as the Hecking Mona Lisa. According to a spokeswoman, there were 14 bidders in an international auction and in the last hour, bids soared from um, 500,000 euros to 2.4 million euros, and it eventually ended up being sold for 2.9. Obviously, the original Mona Lisa is not for sale, but it's worth noting that in 200, or in 200, in 2017, Christie's New York sold Da Vinci's Salvador Mundi painting for 450 million dollars which makes it the most expensive piece of art ever sold. I don't understand the fascination with art. I really don't. I think it's pretty. 
I think it makes your living room look nice. I get it. Uh, I mean, I like nice paintings as much as anybody else, I suppose. Well, not billionaires, but anyone, regular people. I mean, I like nice pictures too. But if you drop $450 million on a fucking painting, you need to be driven out into the middle of the ocean and fed to all the terrifying things that live there. I'm sorry. You're, you're a fucking asshole. I mean, think about what $450 million could do. You could single-handedly wipe out hunger and provide clean water to so many people in third world countries. Not even third world countries. Just what's going on here in, in, in Canada with the natives. I mean, just think about that. You could say, you know what? They gave us so much. The least we can do is, instead of buying a $450 million painting, I'm going to buy you guys uh, clean water, clean pipes, whatever the case is. I, I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, or, or even, remember I talked about on a couple episodes ago how there's those uh, seven or eight blocks of um, Hobo Central in Los Angeles. You could literally build them a hotel, build them a shelter, whatever you want to call it, with a rehab clinic, fully staffed, get them off their junk, get them all back on their feet. I, 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 you could save so many people. I don't... Oh, fuck, man. It's... It, it, it's uh, anyways. Um, and here's another thing that bothers me. Why the fuck in the world... Why, why is everyone so enamored with Mona Lisa? She's fucking ugly, man. I, I don't even think that this was a real woman, first of all. And if she was a real woman, who the fuck would want to paint her? Let, let alone have her hanging in your living room every day. It's bad enough that you have to see the actual woman, but now you have to see the painting of this fucking hideous woman, too. And, th and this painting that just got sold wasn't even real. It was a reprint or a reproduction. So it could have been painted by uh, fuck, a drunk guy named Ted. So why is it worth that much money? And it sells for 2.9 million euros. Have you heard that? Like, incredible. But have you heard this term that um, art is subjective? Because that's a, a common phrase, right? So as I'm studying, I'm doing research on this article, what's funny about, I saw a video um, online, obviously, where a guy did what's called a social experiment. And it was at an art gallery in Los Angeles, right? What he did was he put, uh, he found an open area in a gallery where there was like no paintings, no sculptures, no exhibits. It was just a kind of a blank space. And he went there and he put a napkin on the ground, just a regular napkin, like one of those silk napkins that you get with the, uh, with your expensive dinners at nice restaurants and shit like that, right? So he laid that down on the ground and he put a pair of his personal eyeglasses. That's it, eyeglasses, just a pair of his glasses, and he walked away. And then he put up a hidden camera. Within the first hour, these art savants who say, oh, look, at the, look at the picture and look at the sculpture, there's fucking all these fucking losers. Um, they're literally inquiring about purchasing this exhibit. It, it was incredible. I, I, I thought it was going to be horseshit, but it really wasn't. It's, they were actually like, oh my God, you know, like, what do you think the artist was trying to say by putting the glasses on the napkin? I think he was trying to say that underneath, like shit like that, but this, these conversations actually took place. So um, if there's any, any question in the world or in anyone's mind that art lovers are not the most fraudulent group of people on earth, but also by far the biggest fucking douchebags, I don't think there's any question. I'm positive. And in my opinion, this is why we need more bullying in schools. 
Because if you want your kids to grow up and be like these fucking assholes, that's what's going to happen. If people like me aren't there to put them in lockers. Uh, and speaking of school, how about a headline from a couple of teachers from Moscow? I know we don't talk about Moscow very often. Uh, woman stabs colleague to death in fight over who was the better teacher. There you go. See, competition's healthy. Uh, too much alcohol is what has led what has led to a fight between two teachers, and it went horribly and fatally wrong. Alexandra Osipov, 22 years old, and Ali Filatovi, 20 years old, shared a room at a camp for children where they both worked as teachers. The children were all in bed and asleep when the woman began drinking, according to police, and began to argue over who was the better teacher. I'm guessing they were doing shots. I, I, I just picture them doing shots. I don't know why. Um, the disagreement quickly escalated into a violent attack when Osipova allegedly stabbed Filatova in the heart. Osipova then called an ambulance, but Filatova bled out before it could arrive. Osipova told police that she was so drunk that she forgot how the initial argument even started, and she didn't mean to actually kill her co-worker. But you stabbed her in the heart. So, you're, that's what happens. I mean, it's not like you're firing a warning shot and like, stabbing her in the leg. You literally stabbed her in the fucking heart, right? Um, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I would say these fucking Russians and their love for vodka, um, because every movie you ever see... They're either doing shots or they're pouring them straight vodka into a glass and they're sipping on it. You never see them mix it with orange juice like we do here uh, or, or fucking Kool-Aid or fucking fruit juice. They're always drinking straight vodka. So um, these Russians in the love for vodka, it's kind of a stereotype, but apparently it is legit. Um, they, and I, I guess they must take teaching way more seriously over here than we do because I don't see people in Canada fighting over who was a the best teacher, I see them fighting over who took what vacation slot and who can do the least amount of work. So there's that. Um, so, oh, wow, we already got 34 minutes down in the can, guys. I'm going to wrap today's show up for today because I am doing some help with uh, some physical labor with somebody today. So um, unfortunately, I have to disappear for the rest of the day. But it is that magical time of the show where I have to say goodbye and wrap the show up. Uh, the good news that I wanted to give you guys is apparently we are going to stage three of the reopening process very shortly. Whatever in the hell that means, I do not know. I, I, I don't know if it's everything's open again. I, I have no clue. I know masks are still going to be around, so it is what it is. Um, oh, what's the other thing? Oh, yeah. Um, I finally got a haircut. So there's that. I waited in line for an hour and 20 minutes, but I got a fucking haircut. So fuck you, COVID-19. And tonight being Monday, the Montreal Canadiens are down three to nothing in the series, which is somewhat depressing. Uh, they could get swept tonight at home and have to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning hoist the Stanley Cup on their home ice, or the Montreal Canadiens home ice. So if the Montreal Canadiens can't come back and win four straight, let's just hope they win one game so that when Tampa Bay has their next victory it's on their own ice so we don't have to watch them celebrate in canada hoist lloyd stanley's cup all right so there's that oh by the way and they'll be in a full stadium with full fans and no masks anyways until thursday guys all the best and bye for now